You're listening to the J. John Podcast, a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to give you confidence in your faith and boldness to share it with others. It's 2021, Sunday, January the 3rd. Happy New Year to you. It's a special day also because my son, Benjamin, it's his birthday today. So we're celebrating life and and I pray God's blessing upon you on this year. And I pray that prayer that Jabez prayed, that I pray every day, that the Lord will bless you indeed, that he would widen your influence this year, that God's hand would be upon you and that he would protect you from evil. Over these next three Sundays, I'm going to teach on faith, hope and love. And my prayer is that you will be infused with a little bit more faith, a little bit more hope and a little bit more love. Today, we're looking at hope and we're focusing on a story in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, which my wife Killy will read. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. What a great story that Killy read for us just now. Now, as I've reflected on that particular story and pondered over it, this is what I felt the Lord was saying. The first point is this. Jesus encourages acts of faith, but it is a good idea to ask for permission first. Verse 28, we read this. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And in verse 29, we read, Jesus said, yes, come. So the first point And a very important point, Jesus encourages 
acts of faith, but it is a good idea to ask for permission first. I was reminded as I was preparing this message about my son, Simeon, who at the age of six broke his leg while we were on holiday in America, also doing some ministry. And we moved from one place to another place and he broke his leg in one place and the doctor said, ah, oh, when you go to the next place, you need to go back to the clinic hospital and you need to get his check, his leg rechecked to see if all is well. And here are the x-rays. So at the next place we go to, I take the x-rays, I take Simeon, um, they take another x-ray of his leg and the doctor comes out and says, look, this was the x-ray that was taken when he broke his leg. But look at the new x-ray. Um, his bone has moved. And so what we've got to do, because it's been a few days now, we've got to break the leg and reposition the bones. So he went out and I was there with our host. Uh, a lady called Luan, and I said, Luan, please, let's just pray over Simeon's leg. And we both prayed and we said, Lord, you created Simeon in his mother's womb, so you're able to recreate him. So, Lord, we pray you would just put those bones back together again. So the doctor came back and, and I said to the doctor, please, could you take one more x-ray? And uh, he said, no, no, I've already taken the x-ray. I don't need to take another x-ray. But there was something about when Luann and I prayed over Simeon, I had that peace in my heart that Jesus had repositioned the bones. And it was such a strong peace in my heart that I said to the doctor, I really want another x-ray. I'm happy to pay for it please do another x-ray. And uh, he was very reluctant. But we had another x-ray done. He put the other x-ray next to the one that he had taken. And he said, I cannot believe this. The bones had moved and therefore his leg didn't need breaking and repositioning because the Lord did it. But the reason I stepped out in faith is because I had that peace in me, that conviction that when Luann and I, where two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, there is the Lord in our midst, ready to action. And I felt that. And so I could be assertive with the doctor. And the doctor said, I've never seen that ever happen before. So that was point one. Point two, if we trust and obey Jesus, extraordinary things can happen. And we read in verse 29, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. If we trust and obey Jesus, extraordinary things can happen happen. I mean, what an experience to be able to walk on water. 
but I, I think there must have been a bit of a banter with the disciples because we all like to have a bit of a laugh. I can imagine Peter initially putting one leg over the boat onto the water and saying, it doesn't go down, it doesn't go down. And then the disciples said, oh, come on, put the other leg over. And then he put both legs and he started to walk. I mean, what an experience that is. A number of years ago, I was in India. I've been several times to minister there. Sometimes when you go um, to countries like that, you're not always sure uh, who you're addressing and what the meetings are like. We got to this conference and we were blown away. We didn't realize, one, how big the conference was. There were 10,000 people attending it. And two, they hadn't told us that all 10,000 of them were very, very sick people. And basically, all these people, men and women and children, with various diseases and sicknesses and ailments, would go to this place for a week uh, and receive both teaching and prayer for healing. So, and I was doing the daily teaching, but after the first session, the organizers came up to me and my team. I had about a team of 10 people from England and they said to us, right, now what we want you to do, we'll pair you all up and you have to go to different sections to pray for the people. And uh, so they said to me, Jay Jong, can you and your assistant, we'll take you over to the section where people are suffering from leprosy. And I can remember feeling I'd rather start with backaches. I'd rather start with people with headaches rather than start with people suffering from leprosy. And when I got to that particular quarter, I obviously, I, I felt stirred in my heart as I saw these very, very sick people who needed a miracle. Now, whenever I'm faced with that kind of a scenario, I always remind myself and say, well, if I look in the Gospels, is there a particular situation that links into this? And what did Jesus do? And I remember reading in Matthew chapter 10 and in verse 8, Jesus said, heal the sick, cleanse those who have leprosy. Freely you have received freely give. And so when I was reminded of that scripture, I had this kind of like confidence that this was something that Jesus has already instructed us to do anyway. And so my assistant and I began to pray for people with leprosy. And I saw in front of my own eyes their skins roll off their faces, roll down, roll down, fall to the ground, and they had brand new skins. I actually saw miracles take place. If we trust and obey Jesus, extraordinary things can happen. But the key point there is obeying Jesus, making sure he's given us permission. 
The third thing I found in this story is that in any venture, there is starting faith and there is continuing faith. Now, Peter has won, but he doesn't have the other. Three years ago, well, it began four years ago, I felt prompted by the Lord to book a stadium in London called the Emirates Stadium. And I felt that we should book the stadium. That's the home of, for those of you that follow soccer, the home of Arsenal Football Club to book the stadium in order to have an event where we could proclaim Jesus Christ and introduce people to Jesus. So we reached out to the stadium and we said, we'd like to book the stadium. And uh, they said, what for? We said, in order to talk about Jesus. Uh, and they said, no. I was a bit disappointed because I actually felt that was the stadium that the Lord had revealed to me. And again, I stepped out in faith. And, uh, but I knew that was the stadium. But then when they turned us down, I was confused. And I, I said, Lord, I, I know you've asked me to do this. And I'm very sorry if I got the stadium wrong. Maybe it's another stadium. It's another um, soccer club, football club. But two weeks later, the Emirates Football Stadium contacted us and said, we've changed our minds. You can book the event. Now that's a huge undertaking, booking an entire stadium. Uh, the cost, the security that's involved, uh, all the practical things that you've got to do. You've got to uh, build a stage, uh, the whole PA, the whole everything that involves. And the more we started to pray, uh, prepare and, of course, pray, we discovered that there were like more hurdles or more things that appeared like hindrances. We all need starting faith, but we also need continuing faith. And there were times when moments I kind of felt a bit down, a bit disheartened, the costs were escalating, but I knew that this was not a good idea. I knew this was a God idea. And because I knew that this was a God idea, I had continuing faith. I had continuing faith that the Lord will help us overcome any hindrances, any hurdles, any obstacles, and that the Lord would provide the money. It's interesting, I had a number of people, uh, leaders, who reminded me a bit like um, in the book of Nehemiah, in the story of Nehemiah, when he started to rebuild the walls, uh, there were people who were complaining, uh, Sambalat, Tobiah and Geshem. Well, I met the Sambalats, the Tobias and the Geshems, um, almost like trying to slow me down and trying to discourage me and you're never going to find the funds to do this. Well, the whole thing 
cost 1.2 million and God provided it. And when we first started, we had nothing. The Lord provided it all. Not only that, the day was incredible, the sun was shining, but above all, thousands of people came into the stadium and so many people received Jesus Christ for the first time. We've got to have starting faith, but then we have to have continuing faith. The fourth principle from this story, faith has to stay focused. It's easy to be overwhelmed by fears if we take our eyes off Jesus. And so we read, verse 30, when Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. What do we learn from this? We must not fear the wind. We must not fear the waves. There will always be wind. There will always be waves. There will always be storms. What are we focusing on? You see, in this story here, it's obvious that Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he started to look at his circumstances. And, and sadly, many people focus on their circumstances. And when we do that, of course it's discouraging. Of course it's disheartening. But when you focus on Jesus, the way, the truth, the life, then you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be disheartened. This virus in 2020 came like a curveball. And I remember in March of 2020, uh, when England was gonna go into lockdown, that within just two days, I had every engagement, every meeting, every mission, every meeting cancelled uh, for the entire year. What's the Lord gonna do? What am I gonna do? What are all our team and our staff and my colleagues going to do? How are we going to run everything? But you know, I looked at Jesus, I said, Lord, what do you want us to do? How do we adjust because of all these restrictions? And what is incredible, even though every meeting had been canceled, I look back now, surprised, overwhelmed by God's goodness, by God's grace, who has done more than we can think or imagine. We were busier than any other time during our 40 years of ministry. We engaged with more people 
in 2020 than we had ever done. We preached in more prisons than we have ever done. We engaged and connected with leaders and events and conferences and meetings through the use of technology. God did it. So even though one door appeared to close, so many other doors opened up. Fifth principle, Peter learns grace and Jesus doesn't let him sink. And we read in verse 30, save me, Lord, Peter shouted. And then in verse 32, we read, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt me? Now, I want to say to you, at the beginning of this year, 2021, don't doubt Jesus. Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Jesus is Lord, he is King, he's the Alpha, he's the Omega, he reigns, he rules. Jesus, everything that was created in the entire universe was created through Jesus. Jesus has got this. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Jesus is our hope. I want to encourage you at the beginning of this year, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. As the writer to the Hebrews puts it, how beautiful is that? Fix, fix. It's like, it's like an act of the will. Turn, fix your eyes on Jesus. So whatever it is at the moment that you're facing, all sorts of waves, the wind, it may even be howling and it may be even, it feels like a storm. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. He will see you through. And as Peter will find out later in his ministry, in a more major failure, Jesus specializes in restoring failed people. Yes, Peter is rebuked, but he is rescued. And so that's a real encouragement to all of us. If we feel oh, we failed, if we feel 
we didn't fix our eyes on Jesus in 2020. Jesus rescues us. And it, it might be that you feel you need a bit of rescuing today. You need rescuing at the beginning of this year. Well, why don't you just say, Jesus, I need rescuing. I really do. I need rescuing from what took place in 2020. But I want to fix my eyes upon you. So at the beginning of this year, the first and most important thing that we can do is to put Jesus at the centre of our lives and is to make Jesus our Lord and our God. Jesus who died on the cross for us. So maybe you need to begin this journey for the first time. Maybe you need to do it as a way of reconnecting with Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer and if you want to begin a journey with Jesus or recommit your life to Jesus, why don't you pray this prayer now as I pray the prayer? Jesus, I believe that you are the way, the truth and the life. Jesus, I believe that you are the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know I have done many things wrong and I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, set me free from the past. I open the door of my life now. Come in by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your peace. Fill me with your power. I choose this day to fix my eyes upon you, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I choose you, Jesus, as my good shepherd. So Lord, lead me in this year, this new year. Guard me, guide me. Give me wisdom. Give me patience, give me courage. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. A prayer for you. Lord, for every person that's prayed that prayer, may they know the truth and the reality of the prayer that they have prayed. May they know your presence and your peace and your power. Lord, for anyone, that has any kind of sickness or infection or disease, we pray to you, the great physician, to release your healing power now. And may your restorative healing grace bring tangible healing today. We pray God's blessing upon you, the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Be blessed and be a blessing to 
others this year. Be infused with faith. Come back for hope and love. In the name of Jesus Christ, go. Amen. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media. Heroes of the Faith is a new podcast by J. John and his wife, Killy. Sign up today to hear the incredible stories of some of J. John's heroes of the Christian faith and the lessons we can learn from their lives. Hear about Harriet Tubman, who after escaping from a life of slavery in the USA, went on to rescue over 300 other slaves. John Bunyan, whose book, The Pilgrim's Progress, has sold more copies than any other book other than the Bible and inspired millions of people around the world. George Muller, who helped tens of thousands of children whilst leaving a lasting legacy of trust in God's provision. Ever wondered who saved more lives than anyone else on earth? Listen to the story of Edward Jenner, the Christian doctor who discovered vaccination. With a new story to be told each week, sign up now to hear J. John's Heroes of the Faith.